Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Besties podcast, where we discuss all the bookish things. I'm Mary. And I'm Diane. We're two friends separated by distance, but connected to each other with our love of books. We met each other a few years ago at a bookish event in Louisville, and we have been bookish besties ever since. That's right. And we are happy you are joining us today. So sit back with your cup of coffee, tea, or wine, and let's talk books. Hey, Mary, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Hanging in there by a thread. How about you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. Me too. So how are things in South Carolina? Well, I have made the executive decision to keep my two high schoolers home. We have not officially canceled school yet. Uh, My two college kids are um, home, and I uh, have one more in high school who has been canceled, but the other two haven't been canceled. But um, we are quarantined here. Everyone's staying home. No one has been exposed to the best of my knowledge, but I have, my little one has Lyme's disease, and I have Addison's disease, and I'm still doing mm-hmm. some cancer treatment. And so my doctor is very strict on keeping me homebound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, here they have, in, in Wisconsin, they have canceled school uh, statewide. Um, and I I mostly work in the office, but I do work a couple days from home. But our, my my office has closed too, so I am I am home probably for the foreseeable foreseeable future. Um, I did go to the um, I'm not immunocompromised. I have asthma, but um, it's allergy induced, so it's not a chronic asthma. But you know, I still have it. Uh, but yesterday I went to the grocery store and I I went at like 7.30 thinking it'd be, you know, not busy. It was crazy. Armageddon, right? Yeah. <laughs> crazy. And then we ended up going again, like maybe at six o'clock at night and it was dead. <laughs> so, Oh, yeah. well, that's good. Yeah. In case yeah. you're listening to this podcast late, let me, let us tell you it is March of 2020 and the United States mm-hmm. is under national emergency. I don't even know what all the words are for coronavirus. So mm-hmm. Mary and I were actually supposed to be in the same place right now. We were. We were supposed to podcast. Yeah, we were supposed to do this in Asheville, North Carolina, but that didn't happen. That <laughs> so didn't now happen. we're here. The best pans <laughs> of medicine men, right? We were. Yeah. Um, we mentioned in our intro that we met in Louisville, and we did. And we also have six other, five other friends that um, we met at that time, and we've all kind of stayed in touch and do these little trips, which we also look forward to. Um, but you know, caution prevailed at this point. And I think when we yeah. canceled last Tuesday, we didn't even know how bad it was going to be by Thursday and Friday. So I'm glad we're, I'm glad we were prudent. But I miss seeing everyone. Right. Well, and in today's podcast, we are going to be talking a lot about how coronavirus has affected the book world um, and and how it's really kind of affecting our lives um, and our reading lives, too. So um, as Diane said, we were supposed to meet for a little bookish event uh, retreat of some sort in in North Carolina. It just didn't work out, obviously. So uh, but uh, so I was reading 
on the the interwebs uh, about a lot of book fairs and conferences being canceled throughout the world. Uh, let's see, Italy, obviously, but Toronto, uh, London, even in the United States, a lot of book fairs are being canceled. Yeah, and I think it's having a huge impact on mm-hmm. authors whose books have come out, you know, in the last two or three weeks, but then also authors whose books are releasing in the next, honestly, two to three months. We just don't know how this is going to play out. And book mm-hmm. tours have been canceled, which, again, is the prudent and right thing to do, but it is not without its impact. Right. Right. It's affecting these little indie bookstores. It's affecting authors. It's affecting publishing houses. I mean, it's and I mean, obviously, it's not just limited to, um, you know, the publishing world. It's, it's affecting all industries. Um, so it, it it's interesting um, how a lot of these industries are responding. Um, I work for a tech company and a lot of our clients had on site um, conferences and events over the spring. And now they are looking at virtual options. You know, how can we do webinars? How can we live stream? How can we engage our, our members? You know, it's it's been a very interesting and busy couple of weeks, you know, as these are continuously getting canceled. I don't know. Do you think they're going to do anything like that with some of these conferences? I mean, I know some have just been canceled outright. Yeah, I know. Um, a couple of indie bookstore owners that are trying to do, you know, posting even on Facebook with with Facebook Live, little videos with authors. Um, there's a lot of people trying to make sure that the, the greater population hears about these great books that are coming out. And um, since we are, many of us, more than not, are, are going to be home for a while, it's also... Mm-hmm. My little bookish heart is kind of excited. My girls and I are like, ooh, how much reading do we get to get done in the next couple of weeks? I, uh, my yeah. library did announce that they were probably closing. And so one of my daughters has a big project at, uh, report. And so we had to go run down to one library and get her a book yesterday. She's like, Mom, we've got to go before they close because this is it. And then my little one was like, well, how, should we like get all the books we can? Like, if we are in our house for three weeks and we just all tackle our to-be-read piles, we will not run out of reading material and we'll be so far ahead of the curve, these books that I never would have read. So we we kind of left books on the library shelves for people who don't maybe have a thousand books in their own houses (laughs) like we do. Yeah, no, I I agree. So um, here in, in Madison, my library just opened their new location on Thursday. This oh, past wow. Thursday. Yeah. And it's it's beautiful. You know, I mean, I've been looking forward to this for months, you know, this brand new library. And obviously, I'm trying to avoid going into places that have a lot of people in them. So <laughs> right. I go to I go to the book drop. Uh, and it, it's not like any book drop I've ever seen before. You know, it was it was very strange. And I could not get it open. It was, it was, I, I like to think that I am pretty good at figuring things out, like something mechanical or technical. I can, I can figure it out. I may not be oh, yeah, I'll a second technical that for person. Yeah, no, yeah. I'll give you that yeah. for sure. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, you know, if people saw me, I'm sitting there and like probably shaking this thing, trying to get it. I, I, I'll have to post a picture of what it looks like yeah, on that'd Instagram be page. 
yeah, if anybody knows how to open <laughs> this, please let me know because I could not figure it out. So I had to go in uh, to the library and it looked beautiful inside, but I just dropped off a book and then, of course, doused myself Well, it was probably as clean as any library could ever be. That's true. You know? That's it's, true. It was spotlessly clean. I'm sure it's only been open for three hours or whatever. Yeah, you're right. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's <laughs> – I I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna drive. Um, I have to drop some movies off at Redbox, and uh, so I'm gonna. I'll, I'll take, take a, a picture. picture so people can help me figure out how to work this thing. Um, Perfect. I have. Yeah. Also so seen, you, I don't know in your area, Mary. Are um. So I I I don't really have an indie bookstore right here. That's that's kind of my own, which makes me sad. But I've seen a lot of them are offering delivery services, like. Call us on the phone, order your book, pay over the phone. We will drop it on your front porch. We won't even knock, you know, and then we'll run back to the car. So I think that's really inventive and entrepreneurial for small businesses. They have to think outside the box, and that's a great way to get people books. Yeah, there's an indie bookstore um, in my town. Uh, It's called Mystery to Me. It's a little... It, they have everything, but they they specialize in mystery books, and they've been posting on their Instagram page, "Hey, you know, order your book, drive up, and we'll drop it off for you. You know, you don't even have to come inside." So, right, uh, I I I agree. It's it's kind of amazing how people are um, thinking outside the box. Uh, but then again, you know, we also have to keep supporting these these indie bookstores. So you gotta. Um, figure out how you can help. Even if there's not a book that you want, maybe just get a gift card, you know, or something, save it for later. Um, Exactly. Yeah. Um, I've seen a couple people on Instagram, you know, uh, like in the Seattle area, they're promoting, you know, buying a book from there or or other places that have had uh, those clusters of what they're calling. So, I mean, yeah, if you can support your local indie, um, you should do it. You know, again, like just get a get a gift card, save it for later. You know, try something. Right. And I know so many of those shops, you know, run close to the margin all the time. You know, they know exactly how many books they have to sell per week to stay in business. And those numbers mm-hmm. are way down. So yeah. um, and in, you know, in whether it's two weeks or two months when we all reemerge, we want those bookstores to still be here. So let's let's right. do our part to help them out. Right. Yep. Uh, shop local. Um, you know, and not just with your bookstores, but like your local restaurants and, you know, everything, you know, try and, and support your community because you live there and your neighbors live there and they support you. So right, that's my exactly. little rant for the moment. No, I totally agree. Plug for I your local. totally agree. Mm-hmm. Well, since we are going to be in our homes more than not, we thought we would make some self-isolation quarantine recommendations <laughs> yes yes mary would you like we're, we each have five books we'll go every other do you want to start yes. with mary okay sure i'd be happy to start um okay so what did i do with that all right so uh the first one that i would recommend for those of you that have had to cancel your trip is the alchemist by paulo colo I don't know if I sent his name right. No, this is an older book. It's about 25 years old or so. Um, and it's it's a book uh, about travel and chasing your dreams. So if you are looking for something, uh, something different uh, to kind of 
fulfill that wanderlust that you've had, I would recommend that book. What okay, do you have, I'll Diane? The, I'm going to stick with the wanderlust theme. Mm-hmm. So there is a beautiful book. Um, I will put it up on our um, Instagram, Bookstagram page. But it's called A Book Lover's Guide to New York by Cleo Lee Tan. It is, first of all, has a linen cover. Like, it's just a beautiful book. But no one should be going to New York right now. But you can sit on your lovely couch and read about all these literary places <laughs> within the city, really. It's mostly within Manhattan and the boroughs. But um, it talks about all these bookstores and a typewriter company and even taverns and coffee shops where fabulous works of literary fiction have been written. So it's a fun, it's a fun um, adventure without leaving your house. A Book Lover's right. Guide to New York, Cleo Lee Tong. So um, are there any classics that you maybe had haven't read yet that maybe had to read in high school or you should have read in high school that you, you want to tackle? Can you think of a book? You know, I am rereading I, on my list, and I have – this is not really answering your question because I've read it probably mm-hmm. 25 times, but A Tree Grows in Brooklyn by mm-hmm. Betty Smith is one of my all-time favorites. And I'm definitely going to read that again. And then my girls and I are looking. We're going to pick a Jane Austen that they haven't read yet. Oh, um, okay. That I have read probably because I think I've read both of them. But uh, And the three of us are going to do a little Barnett Girls read along. Oh, <laughs> little fun. book club. Yes. So I, I did get, a, this is a side note, but I emailed all the kids, the girls' teachers today and told them that, you know, I understand school's in session tomorrow, but my children will not be there any longer in real life. And one of the mm. teachers wrote me back saying, um, we don't worry about the Barnett girls' literary, literature skills falling because all they do in <laughs> class is read anyway. <laughs> so I don't, well, yes. I don't think they should be reading instead of listening to their teachers, but they're, we're all excited about some reading time. <laughs> sure, sure. No, you? A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. Any classics? Uh, you know, I always, it's always been on my list. Um, and I know it's kind of uh, cliche to say this, but War and Peace has already always been one of the books that I wanted to read. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get to it <laughs> this time around, but I'm going to try. You know what? I tackled that one last summer. I had never read it. I have started it, you know, yeah. 39 times. But what I finally did to get through it last summer was I was a part of a, um, it wasn't like a reading group, but like we chunked it. So we read 25 pages and then mm-hmm. that was due on a certain date and, you know, give me a deadline and I'm all over it. And then 25 more pages. But what helped me was I had this big piece of paper, like craft paper, huge. And I kept mm-hmm. track of all these names and how the people were connected. I right. think without that, because the na- obviously it's Russian, the names are Russian. Like it's, it's not Susie. It's really, you know, it's hard names right. and I couldn't keep them straight. Mm-hmm. So I would suggest keeping a little map of the people and how they're interconnected and that will help you. I don't know what it is about Russia. Not that I uh, agree with anything about Russia <laughs> You know, as far as like how they how they run their country, but there's something about Russia. I just love books that are set in Russia for some reason. Like a lot well, of my favorite books a have beautiful. Been. It's a beautiful story, but it was mm-hmm. work. Every right last whatever twelve hundred pages was work. 
Yeah. Well, and, and speaking about beautiful stories and another classic, um, which is on my list, uh, which is probably more likely for me to uh, to tackle is 100 Years of Solitude. I'm sorry, 100 Years of Solitude by Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Um, that book, I've read some of his other books. I've read Love in the Time of Cholera, which is also a very good book. Um, I've read Fabulous. The Handsomest Man That's Ever Drowned um, by him. Have you read that one? I haven't read that one. I've read um, okay. Cholera and 100 Years of Solitude, mm-hmm. which I loved both, but I'll have to check out. Right. Now you know what's going to happen. I'm going to need to be in social isolation for six months, not just three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. No. Um, so that's a, a magical story. Um, it's multi-generational. Um, and it's another one where, you know, have a notebook handy to keep track of all those names because there are a lot of a lot of people, a lot of characters in that book. Um, what else? What What about something that's maybe a little bit lighter? Yes. Any, anything so on your books? this is one that um, came out not too long ago in the last couple of weeks. Um, actually, Reese Witherspoon, I'm just seeing the sticker on the front. I didn't even realize that Reese made it a part of her book club. But it's called mm-hmm. Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed. Now, it's ironic to call it light because it's really not. It has a subject matter um, that's difficult. Two white parents um, hire an African-American girl to be their nanny. The nanny is out with their little girl, two or three-year-old, and um, trouble ensues. It's a really smart look at some racial tension and racial issues that are happening right now, but it's also a page-turner. You will get into the story. This was a one-sitting for me. I read it in a couple of really? hours. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was engrossing, well-written, smart. I think this is her debut novel. Let me see. I believe it is. I think it is. Yeah. Kylie Reed. She's super smart. So I would suggest Mm -hmm. such a fun age. Reed is R-E-I-D. It's good. Yeah. And I think she's also an own voices author too. Yes. Yes. She is an Mm -hmm. African-American young woman. Yes. Yep. Um, So yesterday... You know, just to kind of put some context around this next recommendation, yesterday, my boyfriend and I decided to watch the movie Contagion because, you know, everything that was going on, <laughs> you know, we were just kind of feeling it. Let's 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 watch this, you know, because this is going to make us feel better. But, you know, there are people out there, you know, it, it is like one of the top movies that people are watching right now, you know, because That's of hilarious. the subject matter. Yeah, well, the subject matter is so close to home. Um, so if you are feeling it right now and you're you're wanting something that is uh, something that's going to hit close to home, I would recommend Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mandel. Um, for those who have not read this book, it is a post-apocalyptic novel um, that happens. It, it happens after a virus. Uh, pretty much wipes out the majority of the world population. Um, so yeah, some of you might be like, uh, heck no, get me out of here with that <laughs> book. But I think others are going to be like, yeah, I'm feeling it. I'm good for this one. So good recommendation. I um, <laughs> did not watch Contagion, but I have been introducing my kids to, um, again, we're going to all be fine unless Netflix crashes. But we have been watching The West Wing from season one forward. Oh, nice. And um, yeah, I, I won't keep I won't go on da- a political rabbit hole. But um, but yes, it, it's it's a show that I loved and the girls are not mm-hmm. so enthralled with it. But um, I'm binge watching The West Wing. 
yeah, we uh, yeah, I think um I wanted to binge watch Broad- Boardwalk Empire cuz that's on Amazon Prime right now. I think that's going to be one that we're going to. Oh, there you go. Watch. It, you know, it's a little bit more. I don't know if it's for children. Um, yeah. <laughs> your girls. It might be a little too violent, a little too adult for for your girls, but um Yeah, I think uh you know, we make the best of, you know, these times. It is unprecedented for all of us and we do have to change our way of lives for um for a little while. And and remember, this is temporary um until we can get through this. Uh but there are lots of things that you can do to pass the time. Um and these are just hopefully these recommendations that we give will help you. Um give you some ideas of things to do or you can do a puzzle or you can watch contagion uh depending <laughs> on what you're feeling <laughs> yeah and you know we're allowed to be outside in the fresh air so take a walk yes Please don't take a walk with yes <laughs> get outside yeah stay six feet away from everyone but yeah get outside go for a walk it's a little cold yeah. here it's in the 30s but um we're trying to get oh, out every I'm, day you know we actually turned on the air conditioning on thursday it got to 78 here so, oh wow um, yeah it was a little sometimes it's a little too much a little too early but um yeah we have snow in the form of pollen like everything is covered in a yellow green color right but, mm-hmm. but other than that all right I have one more book to throw out for you guys oh yeah as a recommendation Go ahead. and it just released on Tuesday Teresa Ann Fowler's A Good Neighborhood super okay. page turner um it's about a mom who's widowed and her teenage son who live in kind of an old established neighborhood and um, people are buying the houses because the lots are beautiful and there's all these trees, but they're buying older homes, tearing them down and building McMansions. Huh. And so it's a little bit of a class struggle. It's a little bit of a race struggle. The mom and her son, she's African-American. The son is biracial. The family who buys the house behind her tears it down and builds a McMansion are Caucasian. Um, there's two teenagers involved. It's a good, it was a good page turner also. I won't give anything away, but it's A Good Neighborhood by Teresa Ann Fowler. And I read that one in a day also. It was so good. So I um the cover of that book reminds me of the book The Most Fun we ever had we've ever had yes <laughs> yeah and you'll notice that in the in the book world you know like somebody will put out a, a, a hit cover or a hit and the cover gets mimicked in right. in different ways throughout um that's interesting like covers that look alike and those are two two yeah that I and, th- and that's noticed. i loved the book uh, the most fun we've ever had too did you what did you think did you love it did i you like i read it? that yeah i loved it yeah, I thought it yeah, was that's, excellent. That's a big mm-hmm. one. That's a long it one. It was. Yeah, it's like over 500 pages, but it went so fast. Like, to it me. went fast like, for me. I could too. read, yeah, I could sit down and read 100 pages in an hour on that book. It just really flew, really flew for me. I, it did, I'm a slower reader, so I, it took me probably about a week um, to get through it. And I didn't read every day um, that book, but it was. Um, Gosh, you know, I still think about it, you know, in, in different ways. So it, yeah. it was very good. I agree. I agree. Are you reading so what are now, you, Mary? Yeah, I am reading um, The Antidote for Everything by Kimmery Martin. I think I said that right. Yes, <laughs> and you then did. 
I did. Okay, so I'm reading that book. And then I'm also reading The Secrets We Kept um, by Laura Prescott. Did you read that book? I haven't read that one yet. I don't think I have. Sometimes um, I'm trying to do a lot of the arcs that I'm getting now, advanced reader copies on my Kindle. So I don't Mm -hmm. have so much paper. I'm trying to be purposeful about that. But the downside is... I don't always remember the titles. Like I have to be, I have to go back to my book log and look if I've read it. But a little um, heads up to our podcast listeners, Kemery Martin, author extraordinaire, is going to be one of our guests in the very near future. So look for that mm-hmm. author interview to drop. That is one thing um, in our little podcast world that we are trying to do, especially in this time of social, social isolation and coronaviruses is um, talk to a lot of authors. Kimmery has a new book that just came out. Um, so she had a little bit of her book tour, but the remainder of it has been canceled. So we are going to be doing a lot of author interviews, trying to spread the word about good books that are coming out. Right. Right. I'm excited. I am we, got, we, I, we got a lot of people lined up, and uh, we'll tell you more soon. It will come. Just not yet. Yes. I am reading one that doesn't come out yet um, by Carrie Kletter. It's called East Coast Girls. I'm trying to look. It's going to come out, oh, not until May 26th of 2020. Oh, okay. But that will be here before we know it, and it's a great beach read. East Coast Girls, Carrie Kletter. It's K-L-E-T-T-E-R. We'll put that in the show notes. But it's about four best friends who – Three of them have kind of stayed together, and one has become estranged. And they go back together to the speech house that was one of the girl's grandmothers, and we find out why one is estranged and how we're going to get them all back together. I haven't finished it yet, but it's really been. um, I'm ready for a beach read. I was kind of, I was drowning in the news, so I put my phone down yesterday, and I sat Mm -hmm. outside by the pool, and I read a story about girls going to the beach, and it was lovely. (laughs) <laughs> well good good yeah I, yeah don't forget to do self-care everyone you know the it's really easy to keep watching the news and pay attention to what's going on but just you know put your phone down turn off the tv and grab a good book absolutely and keep right. um watch our instagram page as well for authors we will slowly leak that information about who we're going to be interviewing next Mm-hmm. And thank you for joining us. This has been another episode of the Bookish Besties podcast. Bookish Besties podcast is a production of Tidal Wave Books, LLC, and it's hosted by Diane Barnett and Mary Meist, and is produced by Lily Barnett. You can find us on Instagram at, at Bookish Bestie podcast. Again, that's at Bookish Besties podcast. Thank you for joining us in talking all things book- bookish, and we will see you next time. Happy reading, Mary. Happy reading. This has been another episode of the Bookish Besties podcast. Bookish Besties is a production of Tidal Wave Books, LLC, and is hosted by Diane Barnett and Mary Meist. Produced by Lily Barnett. Find us on Instagram at Bookish Besties podcast. Thank you for joining us in talking about all things bookish. We will see you next time.